0: relaxed interview and I'm like chill, or is it like I'm gonna be excited? I'd rather be chill. Yeah.
1: You'd rather be, be chill. And not worry about anything. Yeah. Is that why you don't do a lot of interviews? No. Why do you Why do you think that is? No.
0: Um, I think I get in my own head. Yeah. You know, I. You know god, are we starting? <laughs> yeah, we have already started. You gotta get You gotta get the natural yeah, it opens, get, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I did. I, I haven't. Oh. I got burned out just with uh, with doing, like, I think press stuff before, and um, I think burnout is a quite a major factor in me mean, not wanting to
1: bother with anything. <laughs> uh, did, do you Were you kind of burnt out from just the same old questions, kind of just the same old discussion, or is it just know. being on that that well, kind no, of was just just,
0: uh, just I think it was just burnout entirely. Um, I was um, working hard on a couple projects and pushed them hard and um, got them out. And then by the time I was done, well, yeah, I guess like three years ago, I was just just tired. Yeah, and so just takes time to recover from something like that I think and so uh, but I don't think it's healthy to like be in a closet and close the door you know and when you know there's there's a lot of stuff that happens and when
1: you just see it just from your own I don't know like I yeah yeah I, I mean I even like get kind of bored or burnt out at networking events where it's just like a lot of the same discussion and a lot of the same talk just over and over again and not a lot of people actually caring about what people are saying, they're just like going through the rigmarole of like going to GDC and, and kind of introducing yourself and saying what do you work on if I know what they work on and sometimes it's great, like sometimes those connections are super cool, but yeah, um, it can get burnt out of like like I've kind of gotten less like wanted to just like I was like on escalators going like oh how's your GDC like just (laughs) just try to talk to as many people as possible Uh I kind of slowed down on that a bit yeah um I think the ones that you know it's like it's like people that I've had
0: conversations with in the past and I or I know more it's uh, a lot easier because I actually genuinely like no I I want to hear how you've been I want to hear what you've been up to I want to hear like what's been going on it's like it feels like in some ways, like catching up with old friends, um, and that,
1: I feel, is really easy to do. Do you normally find yourself, like, inspired after GDC? Or is it something that kind of drains you that, that you kind of recover from? Oh yeah, most
0: definitely. Uh, besides, for getting sick if that happens. Oh yeah. I'm but it's always I'm usually very inspired,
1: um, or always. Right. I mean, I guess yeah, always. All five times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so fifth GDC, fifth six, Must be number six. Oh, okay, and is that like what every year for six years yep. or every year? Yeah. What yeah. was the kind of thing that got you to go, the first year?
0: Oh, just entering the game industry. I was um, trying to get more connected. I didn't know anybody or anything, and so first GDC was. Oh man, that was so weird. Uh, the first GDC, I had just started. Uh, just started making games, and I uh, didn't know anybody in the industry. And I just got, I met a, I met a few people, and it was it was very hard actually coming to the first GDC because I didn't know anybody. It was just sort of like coming to a thing and. You saw some talks, I went to some parties, and it was, uh, well, it didn't feel very connected, you know. Um, I think at, uh, six months later, I showed at IndieK, they had a game that got into there, and that was more a gateway to actually meeting a lot of people because I um, was sharing my game Bloop, and everyone there was also showing their games, and so I got to know the people who were sharing in the Firehouse, and um, we Became with friends and saw each other, at, you know, future events, and it kind of, I guess, grew from there. It was sort of like the gateway to like getting to know a lot of other indie developers and other, I guess, people in the press and other people. And so it was, it made it made GDC the next year better. And so for me, like has, I guess, mostly just gotten better and better because I know more people and it's more easy to, I
1: don't know, see see people. Yeah. Would you, Would you say that like Indiecade is a more social event? I, no. Uh,
0: I mean, it's just different. Yeah. Um, GDC, it's, you know, there's, uh, I think that it's, it's maybe, I think it's easier to get to know a lot less people, so it's a lot easier to, like, connect with. There's, like, there's, it's just a, Indies there, and so it's easy to have, like, you know, people who are like, oh, yeah, you're, we're both doing the same thing, like, I understand the struggles you're going through, or the cool things you're doing, that that's exciting to me, because I'm on the same wavelength, and there's a much larger, um, uh, breadth of people at GDC, so I think it. I think that actually probably is harder to find maybe the, your people or the maybe kind of people that you feel comfortable with, especially coming as an outsider because of yeah. like you know, 30,000 people at GDC, however many it is. But um,
1: yeah, there's definitely uh, like as big as GDC is, there's definitely a lot of people that. Are kind of doing completely different things, or don't That's have great. any. And it's and I find it like super interesting um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to Most talk definitely. to some of those people because oh, yeah. it's like I don't buy wholesale game boxes and ship them to Mexico. <laughs> That's like the opposite of what I'm doing. So it's cool to talk about talk to those people for a little bit, just to kind of get like a sense of all the random. Things people do in this industry and kind of how they all come together for totally for this one show and yeah uh, actually it was just it was funny actually hearing
0: that, that the one talk we just saw with um, uh, Galaxy Kate uh, she was sharing just her procedural stuff and I guess she does a lot of weird procedural stuff, and I guess it's maybe a little bit closer to the indie side in that case, but she was coming from such a different perspective with what she was doing that it was, I found that
1: interesting. Yeah, like, especially, yeah, with the procedural stuff, there's definitely even, like, a, there's, like, a big scale thing where it's, like, we just can't even make this. Yeah. And then there's kind of the side of, like, I want to make weird art. Yeah, that's it. Like, there was I want to make weird
0: art, and it is yeah. that. that I find exciting because it's still outside of like I'm gonna make these weird uh, chat bots, and like that's it's it's exciting and interesting. Um, and of course, there's yeah, there's so many people uh, at GDC that you know uh, I don't
1: know right? Yeah, yes. Sorry. Terrible segue. Terrible yeah, segue. Where's no, this going? is it, um, What what has yeah. been the best talks you've gone to at GDC? Oh man, I don't know. Um, uh, best maybe th- maybe even like the first year. Like, what were some of the talks you can remember from then? Good God.
0: Um, going, yeah, I'm trying to go back and, and think. Um,
1: I I really like Tim Rogers' talk about video ball. That was funny yesterday. Uh, yeah, well, well, I missed did, it yesterday. Or not last yesterday. Year. Yeah, last year, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's given it. He, so he was given video ball, the like, the the sport and what I developed, and then yeah. he's actually doing the failure workshop uh, yeah. this year. So do I have to fail if I go there? Uh, no. You have to fail to go. Yes. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. It's interesting. Hindsight is, is always twenty twenty. But yeah. Yeah. Tim Rot. Tim had a great
1: talk. Um, yeah. Especially because it was like both funny and like a way to sell the game. Like it's it's kind of. Uh, there's not a lot of funny talks. It seems um, For how funny Like indie That's development true. is Because it's like I, I, I get why You don't want to go down That route Like you don't want to Turn it into like Just for laughs Of GDC And it's just yeah. like Nothing I mean, but humor talk So you know uh, Davey Reedon Had a really good talk um,
0: uh, a, a few years ago I'd say about four or five um, He was doing one I think about all like the 17 lessons that he learned at GDC, and the, all the lessons uh, contradicted each other, and it was a funny talk because it's like, these are the 10 most important things that one learns, and the talk is really about how, like, you hear so many different things at different talks that over time, um, like, it's almost like they kind of bleed together, and they do contradict each other, and so, like, what are you actually getting out of GDC, and it was, it, it did end in a very weird, um, kind of empty questioning note. Um, but it was a, a, a it was a hilarious talk like going through there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of
1: other funny talks. Um, I thought Rami's bit was mm, funny. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's because
1: that talk was about um, bad advice that you've given in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh.
0: and yeah, go, going you know kind of uh, retreading old ground and. That was actually, that, that whole talk was interesting because they were basically, like, all four speakers were kind of saying the same thing, which was, like, I, I made these kind of suggestions in the past, and, you know, people have misconstrued them, and, uh, you know, it's it's hard to provide advice. I mean, you learn as a person after you provided advice, and um, it's, it has, it maybe it applies to some people because of context. Um, it, what, what works for me may not work for you. And so it's... Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that I actually agreed with the talk at all. Uh, like, I, I, it, yeah, it's kind of, of pa, it's kind of bleak. It well, in this in this kind of like area, it's like a, it was sort of like take every advice that you get. Like, you do want to question, and so I was on board with that. But um, like, I don't know that it's pulling up. It was pulling up a lot of like, um, what is it like, closets of skeletons? Like they're opening stuff up, and yeah. it's like I don't know. It it seemed. I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know, I guess it felt like they were exercising their demons on stage and that's what was happening.
1: Yeah, it was a very, um, uh, yeah, it's just also cause like that type of format, kind of like an essay, is, um, it's like you're, you're trying to speak definitively yeah right so it's like theoretically if somebody was actually like your friends actually going to give you advice mm-hmm. they're probably not going to give you like a sentence yeah. of clearly what you need to do yeah. they're probably going to talk it through with you they probably have a good idea of what you're dealing with and and the advice would come they but when you're doing a talk or you're writing an article you're going to be like no This is the way of the future. This is the way things are going to be. This is my advice. Like so, so it's kind of like with with especially the panel of people they had. It kind of it kind of spoke to like they kind of do this all the time. Like they're constantly giving advice, writing articles, doing Mm -hmm. talks, speaking in a very like not authoritative way, but a, a very like you're trying to convince people with what you're saying, so, so it was yeah, it was interesting to see that kind of flipped. Um, and the, the hindsight
0: stuff is good, whereas like they were in a different place than they were before, and so I,
1: it it, it, had, it had some value for sure. Um, but would you want to see more funny talks? I want to more funny talks. About? Is there a could, uh, do on a comedy no, track at GDC? I don't think so at all. Uh,
0: but but you're right. Like I think that uh, comedy is a uh, it's a it's a great way to bring the audience on board it's like it's a, it's a tool you know to to sell an idea and of course, like, we're not trying to run a comedy show here. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's like, what what is the value of, like, talks at GDC is almost, like, what the question is. Like, why are people giving it? And, like, there's people who haven't given talks before, and they're nervous, and they're going to have to work on public presentation. And maybe it's going to be a little bit rough, but we're bringing in new blood and having yeah. new people do that. And so, like, yeah, maybe they're not going to be the best presenter, you know. They're not going to get the best laughs because they, they have well executed this. They have this whole thing they're doing Um
1: they, they, they know the beats. They know how to play the audience. But... Though I feel like comedy is one of the things that's kind of better in person. Because there is kind of that, mm. like, what's... I mean, obviously it's cheaper to buy a IGS pass and fly to San Francisco than it is to probably buy the vault oh so there's kind <laughs> it of like depends where you come, yeah, from. Where you come <laughs> from so so there's there's kind of a there's a there's a value in that but if you're in the situation where you're like you are speaking you do have an all-access mm-hmm. pass you're almost better served to just watch it because you can pause it nice. and you can like take notes and you can rewind and it's but i feel like comedy is one of the things where like that might be funnier in yeah, person. yeah exactly and it kinda, the, and it kinda, out of the room it's it's contagious we're we're um,
0: I think it, I think more than just comedy, I think there is something to seeing it live where like you are part of the audience and we all are kind of reacting together to it happening live in yeah, front of it's us. It's not pre-recorded it and uh, it's almost like when it's been pre-recorded, uh, what's happening is set in stone. It's already been laid out and but when we're watching it, it's, it's more exciting because things are going to happen. Maybe somebody's going to say something to the audience or... There's um, never it's, it's a rarely happens it's alive true true <laughs> but it just it just has more like here's one is like things are going to go wrong on stage and uh we're more empathizing with the person while it's happening it's like oh no it's like you're pulling for them it's like you got this i know your video for stumper keeps playing this trailer you don't want to play but like you know we'll
1: fix it i thought that, that. that. that, that was intentional kind of cool. Oh I thought it was a I just like don't forget what this game looks and sounds like now. (laughs) We're gonna play this thumper after every clip you're gonna get that Star Thumper video. (laughs) Uh, okay, from this year, the Amanda Alboy talk was rad.
0: Um, they put a lot of effort into um, the talk that they prepared, and they played the game live. They did. They, I saw that, which was cool. In. They 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 actually looked like they had a special build that layered in all these effects as they went. Like at first, it was kind of a static version of the game, and they brought in clouds, they brought in moving elements, and it was the, they were live directing sort of the the evolution of their game um, with a special like GDC build. It looked like um, I mean.
1: It was. They were being good musicians. They were,
0: they were doing a good job
1: presenting. It was very impressive. Yeah, it's. Um, I always find like in person, I'm more inspired. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily from what they're saying, but for whatever reason, sitting in those chairs, my brain tends to go like, "Oh, that's neat," or "Oh, that's a cool idea," or mm-hmm. "Oh, I might want to do that." And even though it might not be exactly what is being presented, there's for sure. Um, there's like there's yeah. something in the air coming out coming out here. As you get to
0: you know, everyone is coming out, they're sharing stuff that they're working on, and. Um, I think we we put ourselves in a position where we're like, maybe it's like a classroom thing for some of us who have been students in the past. We're going to see a lecturer. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're kind of collectively as a group opening ourselves up to accept and listen to ideas um, in, I don't know, in a way that makes us more teachable or just... I don't mean just accepting instruction, but it's sort of like you're questioning the stuff that is being said too. It's like I don't know about that, or like oh that's interesting, or maybe I disagree, but you know this gives me ideas for other things. And so I, th- I feel I feel like we're we are more able to be inspired maybe when you come out and see it live. Yeah. Have you have
1: you done uh, GDC talk Nope. Is it something you you not think about doing in the future? Yeah. yeah I, I don't. I think uh, there's I think there's some
0: stuff that I. I would like to talk about but I don't this is probably uh, just because I'm full of myself I didn't want to present stuff that other people have presented It, it felt like oh well other people have already said that several times and I don't think that necessarily is true now, um, because uh, there's, you can you can say a thing that you think is true and has, and maybe other people have said it. but You're going to say it differently, and you're providing a different level of context. And there's always new people coming in. You know, there's always uh, new people who haven't heard that before. So um, you're providing different color to that, or maybe you're adding to the chorus um, for maybe an idea that is, you know, this is how we think. A, is a good way to make a game, or this is a good marketing decision, or here's a, a thing that's really bad that I know is wrong. Um, but I've got um, I've got a thing that uh, I'm working on that I think will it is a little more unique, and it's just taking me time to 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 get all the pieces in place. It's uh, something that I, I believe in, and um, I, yeah, I have at least at least one talk
1: that I want to do, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have for, to say that for next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, when I did, when I was part of the Tech Toolbox, it was kind of hmm. like that's the year. Like, the, it, there is a year. It's like that was the time to talk about Darkest Engine. This uh-huh. year wouldn't necessarily, and we still have our community manager doing a talk. Oh yeah, of course. Last year was kind of the year I feel like with the IGF nominations, with the mm-hmm. like release and stuff like that. That it's kind of like now's the time I should apply now because like yeah, who no, knows I mean, if that right, opportunity is the, the, you know, kind of that promotion thing as well. And uh, it just sort of I don't know. It's like
0: it's a I feel like uh, the the talks are almost like more relevant too because like here's my game where we know it's a good game and people want to see that want to see behind the curtain. It's like open up the kimono and like share us show with us like what you know. How did you make this great thing? Um, so, yeah, it kind of was the year. Um, so,
1: yeah, I think that's also... Yeah, that's another great reason to talk. Have with. you sp- have you spoken at, like, any other conferences? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any, um, yeah, no, is there not, any other conferences you, you've thought about speaking at? Oh, uh... Not so much. I used to teach high school. Um,
0: this is before... Um, uh, doing games this was, is how you got your game into the grubby little hands of school children no I didn't even make games back then I was, uh, so, I was you uh, so you weren't
1: like installing
0: yeah I was doing indie independent, <laughs> independent film and I was doing um. yeah I was trying, trying to make indie film and I, well, I was doing it for actually for a number of years um and I uh, teaching high school is it was cool because I had been working in the industry you know in quotes here, um, uh, which was true because I was making indie film and I knew a lot more about it and there's I, I got some like provisional credential and they're like here come teach this class it's like o- okay sure so you're teaching film I was teaching the kids how to do filmmaking I taught them like here's film noir and now we're gonna make some film noir here's how you do editing here's how you use Photoshop like what 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 was high school kid film noir like oh man it's wild it's like because it's their own interpretation of kind of what they're seeing we watched some of those films and I was, I was just introducing them to like new ideas and they were exploring stuff um it was it was a blast like uh teaching uh teaching the kids but there's a certain thing with high school that i found where it's like i am also partially responsible for these kids and i think that um it was I was interested in like doing teaching more in a, like a higher academic level of people who like want to be there so mm-hmm. like I think that I I do I do like to you know share with people but um, for only people who actually want to show up and I don't want to like basically be oh you have to be a babysitter when you're high school teacher yeah. so yeah <laughs>
1: and also like with film it's kind of uh, not in, like one of the more relaxed electives I'd say like I'd say a lot of people take the film or like oh, with the right? Elect, yeah, those right like, oh, it's like oh like I'm just going to take film cuz it's easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was well, I mean I made it work hard, but you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, so what what uh, have you tried at all to like transition your indie film experience into game experience in yes. any like video way like uh-huh. like dev yeah. documentaries Kinda, uh, no, uh, I mean uh, live action trailers.
0: I no no live action trailers. I've thought about it. Thought about some live action trailers. Um, I do cut my own trailers, and so good at cutting stuff up in Final Cut. So still use the old tools for that. Um, uh, other other ways of working it in the best thing is sort of finishing projects. So um, I had done a lot of like projects, and so I understood scope and scope creep and kind of how how to finish larger things, just bigger projects. So. I learned lessons, hard lessons, and I, I definitely applied those to, like, you know, making games. Um, uh, I am interested in doing more direct stuff as well. Um, I just actually did, it was on the Train Jam, and I did a, I did a, it was actually my oldest game idea. I wanted to mix pixel art with um, Motion Blur, mm. and so, um, like, uh, I'd done a bunch of effect work in After Effects, and I always felt that like motion blur in After Effects it was a great way to like scene like just blend things together. Sort of, you can sell effects with with motion blur out of After Effects. It's really great. Um, uh, I always thought it was like the screen shake of uh, film, where you can hide stuff with motion blur. It just it gives it so much punch, and it's so easy to use. And so I was wanting to blend pixel art with motion blur, and for I was just on the train jam, and I I finally. Uh, got to try it. Um, I have a character that jumps back and forth, and it uses uh, motion blur. It actually, I actually cut to some effects that I made in After Effects. I uh, took the Pixar character, blew it up, and then made it move in After Effects to create those um, frames. So it's big, heavy texture memory using things um, and it kind of worked out <laughs> it, it, it wasn't this big thing that I thought it was going to
1: be but it's, it, it, was, uh, it was some good polish Dude, is it is it an effect that know. you plan on like using in other games Like I
0: don't know <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so it was just like test. this is
1: what like what yeah. made you choose that for Train Jam oh I, I, I oh. had been itching to try oh, it out for so
0: long um, for, it was because it's my oldest game idea and oh I've been working on a project um, that is uh, it's sort of I guess it's for me it's like exercising my own uh, idea demons. I'm trying to like free the, the cupboard of old ideas. Um, there's only so much I can do, right? Yeah. You know, and so I I uh, taking a break from a larger project, and I, I I brainstorm a bunch of like old ideas in a new context, which is like trying to get each one of them done in a month, and so. Um, uh, one of these ideas was this uh, um, train bandit game, where I wanted to do I a, a, a just I, the original idea was to have a bandit inside a train robbing people, but I ended up okay, simplifying so it for the jam so version. So um, cool. and, um, and I wanted to do this motion blur thing, and so I combined those to create this like uh, yeah this micro arcade game, kind of like um, like uh, like floppy bird or super hexagon, something really tightened, just a, a simple score chaser, very basic, um, and. Uh, it was. And it, yeah, it's like all right. Well, like maybe that's not like the, the world's we'll, uh, best version of that idea, but I got a chance to you know I, to explore it a bit, and I'll, I'll polish it up and do maybe about a, you know a few more weeks on it, and then
1: I don't know. It, it, uh, it feels good. It feels good to. So. so have you done like a lot of game jobs? Uh, yes. I, I have. How how early in your games. career did you start? Kind of doing game yeah, jams. I think uh, the first Ludum Dare
0: I did uh, um, within the first year of starting. So I, I started games in 2011 um, and I was doing game jams, I think uh, December 2011 and then uh, in the 2012. Um, I might be mixing up the years a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. 2012, yeah. Um, I did a couple... Like I, did, I was doing the Ludum Dare's, and I think there's a lot of... Maybe it was where I was as a person, but I feel like Ludum Dare was hot shit
1: back then. I feel like it was like like a big deal. shit Like a cool sneaker, or like hot shit like... Uh, apparently, John Wick 2. Uh, I feel like John Wick 2. Yeah, I feel like uh, it was... Uh, that's supposed to be bad, right? No, John Wick 2 was fun. Oh, okay, I heard somebody talking... Talking a mess about John Wick too. I I had a good time. It was uh, I was on board. So good hot shit.
0: Yeah, good hot shit. Yeah. Um, It was. I felt like it was. It was exciting. I feel like it. um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was seeing it show up more on like blogs and
1: stuff I was reading back then. I felt like I was seeing. I mean, it's the game jam. I'd say is the most well known. Yeah. I mean, Global Game Jam has a bit of a different, like, back in the northern... I don't even, I don't even mean to really compare yeah. them, but I felt like... Oh, it's just kind of against... I feel
0: like it, was, it, was, it had so much momentum back then. I think it is even bigger now than it was back then, but I don't know why. Maybe it was just seeing more... I, I just saw it a lot more, um, and I was, I was excited about it and doing it, and so jumped into jams and was bad at it uh, at first, and then, like anything, you just get better at doing it. Um, yeah. Doing one with a couple guys, um, we did a game jam and then we went on to do a whole project built around game jams. Uh, We did this thing called Retro Game Crunch where we tried to take, um, which was a kickstarter thing that happened, um, where the backers of the kickstarter would, kind of like Ludum dire, they would submit ideas and then... Uh, so we things? would do a 3-day jam That's version on it, they play the jam version, and then we'd spend a month after
1: that doing a polished version, so, sort of like... Deck. How many did you have? Uh, I don't know, uh, 1,500 or so? So you did 4,500? Days of Game Jam? No, no, no. Sorry, God. No, we were only doing six games. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: okay. we were not every one of them. It was sort of like they would all submit ideas, and then they would all vote on the ideas, kind of like Ludum Dare. So it's like like they would submit a bunch of ideas. We'd curate about twenty or thirty that we thought were cool. They'd vote on them. We'd see we'd see what the, what the idea was, and then boom, we would do seventy two hours like Ludum Dare. Um, Oh,
1: God, speaking of burnout, like, that's, that was, (laughs) it's because of that project. I mean, you did call it Retro Game Crunch. Crunch, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were making a granola, I'd be like, okay... Maybe it won't be that bad, but that definitely sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it's, uh, we signed ourselves up for... Um, Why not a Patreon? I was is it not around? Why not a
0: Patreon? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we thought we were being smart. We're like, whoa. Well, it was kind of to prove out an idea. We're like, here's the thing that we could do. What if we were to do kind of a month subscription thing, right? And then wait, we could, maybe we could just do it for a year. It's like, oh, let's be smart. Let's just make it like six months. Let's, just, let's, not, let's not overdo it here. Let's try and be smart about this. But we, we overburdened ourselves for no reason.
1: I mean it's cool like it's a I'm I'm I mean there are probably games that do this that I'm just not aware of but like I'm kind of excited at the idea of Kickstarter as a weird business model. Like I even have ideas where it's like I'd go to Kickstarter at, to, to do something that like just because it's it's kind of weird, like yeah. uh, like like there should be more like your idea sounds nuts, and that like you're having the users like literally send you ideas about what to make and you're jamming on them, and you're kind of probably not selling those finished copies. Um, so yeah. it's you know, kind of like it's kind of like yeah. a purely collaborative thing with the audience. But I think that's super cool. No, it I mean, was it was. You're right. We we got to launch something yeah. wild. Uh, we got
0: to do it, and yeah, like it, in some ways, you can even use Kickstarter to sort of like prove an idea. It's like yeah. maybe
1: it will work, maybe it won't. Because that's how it's mostly it's mostly used. Like I think I like I think this idea is sure. cool. Yeah, uh-huh. is it cool? And then if it funds, I guess uh-huh. it's cool, and yeah. you decide from there. Yeah, but, and of course the funding helps too. Yeah, uh-huh. like I really like um, there's this. Uh, Oh man, the name of it's changed. It used to be called "Thanks for Coming In." It's like a, it's a board game in which in which you pitch. Um, it's not it's not the name of it anymore. It's called something else. So terrible plug, but um, it's you get two cards. Uh, um, I don't know. It's like it's like cards get too many. One card comes down, and it's like the Uber of, mm. let's say. And then you have cards that are like unicorns, Crocs, and stuff like that. And then it's like this comedic pitch where you're pitching the startup idea. But their Kickstarter... That's awesome. It, three tiers. First tier, $25, you get the game. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Second tier, $5,000. dollars will put your company in the game.
0: Oh, wow. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm
1: whatever. <laughs> I'm right there. Like, money bags over here, and I want my silly shoe company or something to yeah. be in this game. Okay. And then the next tier was $10,000. And they'd remove your game, name or a company from the game, because their company full of startups. So it's all Tinders and Ubers and Airbnbs, and maybe Airbnb doesn't want their uh, startup in a game with like ISIS cards and all that. Because it's pretty like it's pretty like vulgar and like edgy for lack of a better term and i just thought that was like a really interesting area. yeah it's a good um, gimmick yeah and limit on how many companies can come in but no limit on how many companies <laughs> can be removed i don't know if they did sell uh, any ten thousand dollar ones i was kind of hoping know, somebody would uh thrown in? dumb yeah. startup like, money need to hide this this like, never we happen. need to get yeah. tinder out of this <laughs> um so all right so i i yeah. yeah so
0: i think it's great to start ideas i don't know there's They're there's sort of a thing parts. where like I don't know, I think there's a danger Good in job, overcommitting. committing, obviously so it's really kind of old law. Kickstarter news, yeah, but a, anybody can do, sort of anybody can say they can do a thing, and then c- keeping your commitments is hard, and um, it can take a toll, you know, we were trying to keep our promises, and we, we roughly did it, um, we made the project. Later on, we released it on Steam as a thing, but like we were just so w- very weighted after the year. It was almost like uh, my one of my partners, Sean, just felt like he just like lost the entire year, like just from burnout and stuff. And so it's like it has like I, know, like I don't know like there's the the promise of like raising funds and doing stuff. It's like you get to try an idea, you get to see it, maybe it gets to come alive. But it 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 I don't know. It's like don't destroy yourself. Like you need to. Be smart about what you're promising and, and
1: take care of yourself as well. And it's also a risk. Like mm-hmm. you're putting your credibility on the line. I don't I don't think there's a lot of people that, that leave Kickstarter unscathed. Well, no, like they do a kickstarter <laughs> and they don't end up finishing it and then come back for another one. There are people that have done that and it's normally a story of like mm-hmm. and there's people that are angry cuz they haven't got their previous yeah. thing. So, yeah. yeah, it's like it is risk. Yeah, it's it is, just yeah. um, And that was actually that was actually a lot of the pressure for us on
0: the project was we we felt that like it's it's you, it takes time to build rapport, but like if you like once you break your words, like that's it, man. And, like, you know, so I felt like, we felt like if we had if we had canned the thing and we had, like, stopped halfway through and we hadn't gone through with our commitments or something, um, then we would be, you know, letting everybody down and stuff. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I think a delayed Kickstarter is awesome. Like, delay the thing, whatever it takes. Like, just don't, like, there's plenty of ways to make this happen. Um
1: it's so much better than, I don't know, like, don't know, the alternative. Yeah, like, like, you're beholden to the people that are probably most passionate about your project instead of somebody who's only worried about money. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, so just going to Owlboy, like, I mean, that
0: took a long time. They were trying to not let, to let a lot of people down, too, with their, Yeah. No, it wasn't Kickstarted, but it was a long-running game, and it's, uh, they, they felt a lot of pressure um, to do that. Um, and I guess they ended up pouring it into the game. I mean, it was it was hard on them. It sounded like, but it, it certainly did work out in the end. So, do you plan on going back to Kickstarter? Oh God! Uh, or like, like, are you? Yes, actually, I'm launching my Kickstarter campaign right now. It's called uh, How to. I don't, no idea. No, I don't actually. I can't even. Uh, yeah, kick kickstart that joke. Um, yeah, no, no Kickstarter right now. Ever, I don't know. Don't ever say never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people are
1: like, I've done it once, and I've had that experience. Yeah, it t- take it, uh, take it a step at a time. Um, so, so you know, you like probably you should introduce yourself at this point. Oh, what is it? <laughs> I have been recording the whole time, but uh, yeah, but we, yeah. I, uh, I, have a. I you just subscribed to the podcast, so you, you're not familiar. Oh, well, well, why don't why don't you actually do an intro to the podcast? Like, what, what is? Well, because it's season two. It's different. Yeah, yeah, well, season you, one, season one. I'd walk up to you, you'd have no idea who I am. Oh, I random. go like, what's what's your name? What's your game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh,
0: Rusty. Moyer. Uh, my game is, uh, I don't know. I don't have That's a, how it yeah. normally would okay, yeah, go. Uh, yeah.
1: um, but we're doing things different. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and also the other inside joke for inside folks is normally they don't know the name of the podcast. Most people, if I walk up to them and I'm like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Or they even see my microphone and they want it. And they're like, oh, can you interview me? And I'm like, sure. And I don't tell them the name. So the mm. question bus is a very, it's not like... It's not like there's like there's a podcast called like the guys we fucked. Like it's not it doesn't have a name that's like instantly funny. Right. But it's definitely like a bit weird to go like, Thanks for being on the question bus and I get a good natural I mean not everybody not everybody's a showman or show, show person, but um, sometimes it hits, sometimes it's like it's funny, sometimes it's unexpected, catches them off guard, so it's it's a good uh, that's normally how season one goes interesting Um, but uh, I was actually like kind of just curious of because a lot of your games are available for purchase right and I was kind of wondering if you could like chronologically kind of go through all those games you've made and released since 2011 so um, a catalog, yeah. like and yeah, uh, all right. And We're, you're you're an a next film person, like an IMDb if yeah, you sure. will. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, that's no, interesting. I, cool. is, is there an IMDb for games? Uh,
1: okay, so if you're like an, for lack of a better term, like an old fogey, assuming that's a socially acceptable yeah. term to use. Yeah, 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 there's a thing called um, Game DB. Oh. No. ADDB? Oh. No. it's like called like Game Box. No, Game Book. Mod DB? No. Mod DB? No. No, yeah. that's a mod site. No, no, no. no. Maybe it is There's some like, if you're like over 39 and have been working in the industry, you're like, oh, oh, Moby Games. They're like, oh, I have a Moby Games page. Yes. I don't have a
0: Moby Games page. We got Wikipedia yeah, right. for that. Um, yeah, ba- that site is a, like, there's some good content on that site,
1: but it's like age. Yeah. It's well beyond its prime. Yeah. It's, it's oh, like, you can put games on MDB and like Giant Bomb has a completely editable person wiki so like I kind of keep my stuff up to date there like, oh, you if you want to look at like every game I've worked on like you can go through that that's
0: awesome um, no I kind of like that it's sort of like it's a, like a wikipedia for, for games yeah because like why not like what it seems like because yeah for film obviously that exists and I feel like I don't know beyond it's like yeah, I guess like that. But of- there are games on IMDb
1: because because cool. the, there's kind of a crossover of like you know, actors, actors yeah. and directors, and like I'm mm-hmm. I'm Mr. Del Toro. Mm-hmm. I need to get my game credits on my IMDb page oh. and stuff like that. So I was yeah, I was wondering like since 2011, like what? Because yeah, so um, I released. I know um, you as the, the. I think you've introduced yourself as like I make weird multiplayer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to list those. Okay, sure. Kind of yeah. get get like a quick. Breakdown of what those are to kind of end this. Sure, yeah. It's
0: a. Um, I started first game was Box Cat, which was my first uh, my first commercial video game. Uh, 2011. It was about five months. Uh, it's a retro arcade smasher. You're a cat that is trying to cross the road, but instead of avoiding traffic, you're trying to hit as many cars as possible. It's basically like an 8-bit burnout. Uh, but you're a cat. Okay.
1: Was it always a cat? Yeah. yeah.
0: It was a cat. I'd the cat was there from day yeah, one. Yeah, I, I drew the cat, and then I was crossing the road, and I was like, well, I don't want to do Frogger. I'll do reverse Frogger. I'll, like, I'll make yeah. it smash. And that was where the seed of the idea came from. So that was the uh, first game. Um, and then uh had a bunch of things that didn't quite come uh, out. prototypes and stuff, and... Thing. Still in development. Nah, sort of. Uh, I mean, yeah, I actually I prototyped a, a game called Train Bandit, which is didn't go anywhere uh, and ended up coming back later on um, uh, for the, this most recent jam. Um, I did... Uh, I released... I think my next commercial game at that point was Bloop. I'd been working on um, uh, another game along the way, and it didn't get there, but I did this... Um, iPad game where uh, up to four players um, have colored squares for pressing on an iPad, and uh, they just tap the, the the colored squares to get points and they get smaller. It kind of looks like Simon Says in a way with a bunch of colored squares, but it plays more like um, Hungry Hubby, uh, Hungry Hungry Hippo, like mixed with um, Twister. Okay. It's very violent and fast.
1: Yeah. Like um, Twister.
0: Yeah, you could think of sort of. You're playing um, Twister, right? It's a violent and fast yeah, game. Yeah, it's like it's like a. Uh, it's kind of like Fingal in that, like, we're touching each other, um, but Fingal is more sensual, and this is more like an orgy. Or, like, we're just making love with our hands, everyone, and it's kind of getting angry and weird, and, yeah, um, It's fun, um, I think. Uh, it is fun, right? Um, there's, let's see, after that, I... It's like I had been working along the way on this uh, this four-player um, Asteroids game, AstroDuel, um which is like a four-player versus, and that, that was kind of going along all during that time. Um, I, at some point, I game jammed, um, and we made this project uh, that did well on Ludum Dare, and we started, me and the three guys, Sean and Matt, we made uh, Retro Game Crunch. And so we kickstarted that, which ended up being basically doing six games in six months, and it took us a year, um, and ended up launching that on Steam um, in twenty fourteen. So twenty fourteen, it's like a seven-game like NES kind of collection. Um, that was cool. Uh, it's hard to talk about all of those games because there's seven of them but yeah, yeah. They, they're the all collection
1: crowd influence yeah, yeah. it's uh, I mean, we were talking about that earlier so yeah
0: yeah it's sort of um, I don't know what's in there there's a Metroidvania like game there's a um, uh, a lot of platformers for sure um uh, sh- shoot them up, um, spanning a lot of different genres and stuff. Um, but cool. Um, and then I released Duel soon afterwards um, uh, in kind of the summer of 2014. And that was interesting because I had I had been working on the project for a while and I had grown a lot as a designer, um, especially after building all the games with Sean and Matt on Retro Game Crunch. So I knew so much more uh, that I was able to identify a lot of the problems with Duel and then like I I just was able to make a much better game out of it within a few months after finishing um, Russia Game Crunch. Um, and then I spun that off and did a, a, a version called Astro Party, um, which is, was a free version for phones and for tablets. Where you just have two buttons and your ships always go forwards and you can only turn to the right. Kind of like Zoolander, yeah. so he's an ambi Turner, and you can only go one direction. This, uh, these, this was a, a a better version of the game because the original Duel used um, iPhones as wireless controllers, and the new version you just had to use, just put down an iPad, and you can have four people play. And, uh, it was ad-supported, um, ended up being, uh, pretty popular with kids in high schools. Uh, is that kind of your, like, most, <laughs> most successful, and, I mean, as far as, like, like, business-wise? Fine. I mean, it might be financially at some point. It's, uh, it's definitely the most consistent. It's the only game that makes more money year over year. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't even know how that's possible. It's, it's not, like, a hit. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it, like, over time has become, like, in no way a flop. Um, mm-hmm and uh, like they play I think like a million and a half games a year right now it's very popular in high school like the kids who play it play it a lot they bring other iPads at school and they play and they get very competitive and yeah it works well just for a school environment
1: I guess which just happened it was like yeah you hear about all those like iPad reward times where it's it's like we get we, these kids actually are are better behaved if we mm-hmm. let them do. We give them like a tiny amount of time at the end of the week where they get to play video games, and and they better do. They better be behaved because mm-hmm. you don't want to be in detention while everybody's playing Astro Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was the last uh, the last
0: <laughs> new game they released. Uh, did some like you know ports and stuff. Uh, brought Astro Duel to Steam and did um, uh, into Apple TV, and uh, that's a lot of. A lot of that was kind of learning C++ and um, porting over my um, engine code, and um, a lot of work has been on new games. Um, and I really haven't actually
1: launched anything okay. for for about three years. Uh, feels like new new games. Is there anything anything you're uh, an, it's already like announced, or is it all still under wraps? Um, I think none of it's announced.
0: Uh, one of them is a big project, but it's. It takes time to, to figure out how to do a big thing I'm trying to do something bigger than I've done before in the past and I don't know I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do that um, uh, I've got um, uh, I've got three micro games I'm doing uh, one of them was the one I wanted to prototype on the on the train called train bandit and I'm also doing uh, a couple of the tiny ones that should be coming out in the next couple of months um, uh, I think I'm calling it uh, box cat uh, base bash one of them. It's a, a sequel to Boxcat. Um, so instead of cars crossing the road, cars are falling from the ceiling, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm using a bunch of art that I had used from my six-year-old game, and I'm just like to,
1: to build this like crazy little arcade uh, like sequel. Uh, yeah. And uh, if people want to know when those are coming out, where? Oh man. Where would you where find to, that? Where to go? The promo. Man. Uh, just out of my website, I guess,
0: uh, which is rustymoyer.com. M O Y H E R. I guess the probably the best thing is just me on Twitter, which is rusty m. Um, that's yeah. I, I'm trying to think like I don't really update my website that well. <laughs> yeah, I mean Twitter's usually good. Like yeah. Twitter would probably be for
1: sure the best because I will definitely talk about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being on the question bus Oh yeah, I'm glad to be here, man it was a see, that's how it normally would be yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's Season 2, new things um, So what's, what's the next talk you're most excited to see? Oh, um, uh, still grooving uh, It's talk we're going to right now Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy's, Teddy's doing a,
0: a sequel to his, uh, his Previous like uh, game life Set to music um, So, yeah Should be fun